Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. We're coming down the stretch. We're going to talk to, by the way, Chris Mannix coming up next uh, in the NBA bubble down in Orlando. Uh, news that's out that's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things because kind of what you would have anticipated uh, Giannis is being suspended one game, so the final game before the playoffs start for the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, that game is against the Grizz over the battle for the 8-9 spot, whether it's going to be the Grizz, the Suns, or the Portland Trailblazers who end up getting that top spot. And it's actually turned into the only real drama that's in the playoffs at all in the bubble is who's going to get that 8-9 spot. And anyway, we'll go down to Orlando and talk with uh, Chris Mannix here in a uh, in a little bit. A uh, couple of other news stories that I think are certainly worthy of paying attention to. The continued fallout in college football over the decision of the Big Ten and the Pac-12 to not play. Um, and I feel so much for Big Ten and Pac-12 fans out there because... I just feel like your university presidents and your conference commissioners failed you. Because if you actually look at the data, and you just heard me talking about the situation in Iowa, but I continue to kind of just find it to be a fascinating metaphor for the universe that we're in right now. Iowa State can play. And not only can they play, they are scheduling a game early in the season. Check this, Dub. I think I saw the story that I know every Big 12 team, right? The schedule came out, uh, and the Big 12 has got all of their conference games. But every Big 12 team can also play one out-of-conference game. And I believe Iowa State just signed up Louisiana 
to play as their out-of-conference game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, And the reason why I'm bringing that up is I kind of think that it would be cool if Iowa State got to play against uh, Iowa. Right? I mean, I know that's the big rivalry game there and the Big Ten shut down everything and said we're only playing conference games. But why couldn't Iowa maybe find a way, even if they only played one football game, if it's the first football game of the year, to potentially play against Iowa State? It doesn't sound like that's going to happen, but that seems like at least a small measure uh, of justice in the state of Iowa. But for everybody out there, Think about how ridiculous this situation is that Iowa State can play all of their Big 12 conference games and they can uh, get everything set up. And Dub tells me that I'm right. Iowa State's playing on September 12th against the University of Louisiana. So that's their out-of-conference game. But Iowa State gets to play nine conference games against the Big 12. They get to play one out-of-conference game. And Iowa, in the same state, these guys are separated by just a couple of hours. They aren't allowed to play because the Big Ten won't let them. If you're the governor of Iowa, or if you're just a fan of sports in Iowa, you have to be sitting back saying, wait a minute, all of our high schools can play. All We just finished the Iowa baseball state championships and played with almost 30,000 fans present. They didn't just finish high school baseball in Iowa. They played it with almost 30,000 fans present. And now you're in a situation where Iowa State fans are like, oh, this is awesome. We're going to get to play our season. And Iowa fans aren't going to get to play at all and watch their team play. And I just, I can't even imagine if you're a college coach in that state or if you are, uh, if you're a player, because you got to be looking around saying, "Wait a minute, the on the ground situation at Iowa State and at Iowa inside the same state borders is no different at all." So how in the world are we ending up with such a dramatically different situation in terms of what the rules are for playing? It's fundamentally illogical the Big Ten is getting it completely wrong. And we know that the Iowa Hawkeyes disagree with the decision because they were one of the Big Ten schools voting against the idea of canceling the fall season. And so the data here, and we're going to talk with Dr. David Chow in hour three, and I think we're going to have an intelligent discussion about the coronavirus and risk factors and everything else, but it just doesn't make any sense. It's fundamentally illogical for anyone with a rational brain at all, for there to be a distinction in what Iowa State and Iowa are doing. They should have the same result. And the Big Ten's getting it wrong, in my opinion, and the Big 12's getting it right. And I give credit to the Big 12 for standing steadfast here and not buckling under the pressure that is easy to fall victim to from what I call the Corona Bros in the media. There are a lot of people on social media every day who want to destroy and tear down. And I don't believe at all that a spring football season is a viable option. And so I think the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC are getting this 100% right. And I think that Iowa is getting screwed by the Big 10. And that's why on some level, I feel like instead of playing the University of Louisiana, 
which, by the way, congrats to the University of Louisiana for getting that game added. Like Iowa State should be playing against Iowa. their nose and, and say, all right, if we're not going to be able to play a regular season, we might as well play the Super Bowl of Iowa and go head-to-head with our in-state rival and see what happens. And I bet there are people in Iowa right now who are listening to OutKick and they're like, that's actually a really good idea. And if I were the governor of Iowa, I'd be coming out and I'd say, screw the Big Ten decision. We're happy to be in the Big Ten most years, but they flat out got this wrong. Why can't we play against our in-state rival? And if you go back and listen to this show, when the Big Ten initially made their decision that we're going conference game only, I said that made no sense. You can't take away a school's right to play against a rival in the same state that they're already in. This is, to me, a great illustration of the fundamental collapse of logic in this country. Iowa State can play because the Big 12 got it right. Iowa can't play because the Big 10 got it wrong, yet they're in the same state, nearly identical conditions, just separated by a couple of hours. It's not a logical decision in any way. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. Like, you know, who's really good? Creighton. You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to win. Not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could. Maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like, that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton? Is a, is, a, is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then those. Never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installed near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be
Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex choose are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Six PM, book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex. Terms apply. Chris Mannix down in the Orlando bubble as he has been for a while. I want to start there with you, Chris, because. I think that's by far the biggest story remaining of the bubble. Who is going to be in that 8-9 game? Uh, And so let's start there. Who do you think, and for people out there who don't realize, because this is a unique situation, I think I saw you tweet about this, asking if it should be the way that the NBA always determines uh, the number 8 seed, maybe to have a, a, a sort of an early round playoff almost. But for people out there who don't know, the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies came in in the Western Conference with a three-and-a-half game lead on everybody else. They have started in the bubble, had injuries. They've gone one in six, and that has allowed other teams, primarily the Trailblazers and uh, the uh, the Phoenix Suns. The Suns are 7-0. and uh, The Trailblazers have been playing pretty well, too. I think they're 5-2. and two. But the Trailblazers now have inched ahead of the Grizzlies. And so initially... And I'm just kind of setting the table here because I think there are a lot of people who don't know this. If the Grizzlies had won by four over the nine seed, been four games up, there would have been no playoff. Now we are guaranteed to have a playoff because it's going to be a relatively tight race between eight and nine. What happens here? Who are in the eight, nine spot in your mind, Chris Mannix? And is this a good little bit of drama to at least give us a reason for the bubble to have existed? Uh, I mean, first, I think Portland will be one of the teams that gets in because, as, as we speak, mathematically, they have the best chance. I mean, they control their own destiny to, at the very least, be in that playoff game. And I think Memphis holds on. I mean, we, there's a, it's a complicated scenario of teams with wins and losses to to land that second spot. But I would lean towards Memphis at this point because of inherent advantage. I'd be disappointed if it was Memphis, because I don't think Memphis has a chance against Portland, mostly because of the losses they've had since they've been here. Uh, Justice Winslow was the first to go. Jaron Jackson went right up there, and you're talking about two enormously important players with that team, basically leaving John Morant to to do it for himself uh, down there. So uh, I'd prefer Phoenix got in because of the way the Suns have played in this bubble, but I think Memphis 
has the inside track. As far as the future of it, I think that, look, I mean, I spoke to Adam Silver about this recently, and he is very much in favor of keeping the play-in game as part of the NBA schedule moving on. But there is a lot of resistance. I had this conversation with Brett Brown, among others, of the Sixers, and he is against the idea of the play-in game because his logic and the logic of others is that we have 82 games to determine uh, the seed. I I fall on the side of the fence close to Adam Silver because I think if you have a play-in game, it increases the level of basketball that's played in the final month of the season. The final month of the season, teams that are looking like they're drifting out of it, uh, they'll wind up shutting guys down. They'll play for lottery picks, uh, to be perfectly blunt. But if they think they can get into a play-in series with – you know, just by getting within four games, it'll keep them playing hard. And I think it'll keep the quality of basketball up throughout the season. Now, you can certainly say that, you know, they're getting paid. They should play, you know, at a high level. And, you know, you know, it's, if wishes were horses, whatever that line is, like, I wish they would do it too, but they don't. So I think having this play in series, I think, is better for the overall quality of the NBA. And I hope it becomes part of the schedule full time. All right, so the other significant factor of the 8-9 is it's not a one-game playoff. If you're the 8 seed, you only have to win one game. If you are the nine seed, you have to win two. And so if you look at that and we project that it's going to be Trailblazers against Grizzlies, do you think the Trailblazers would still win two if by some chance the Grizzlies get up above them in the eight? Or do you think right now the Grizzlies uh, and the Trailblazers, the Trailblazers are like, we're not going to leave any chance here. We desperately want to be the eight seed. and, uh, and, And so we need to win tonight, so we only have to win one more game, which would be against the Grizz, out of two in theory. You know, I think they, they go all out, uh, no matter what, and they're fortunate with the schedule. They get Brooklyn, and you know, Brooklyn's a playoff team, but they're certainly one of the more inferior ones, so the Blazers will be favored in that game, but they're, they're not invulnerable in this, in this situation here. I mean, Damian Lillard is playing out of his mind. I mean, he is, you know, there's going to be an all-seeding games uh, team and an all in a seeding games MVP. The NBA decided yesterday to have that. And Damian Lillard is the MVP, I think, uh, of this group. But the guys around him have been kind of hit or miss. I mean, Carmelo's been pretty good uh, overall, but C.J. McCollum uh, was brutal in the, the last game, and he's been dealing with uh, what is reported to be a fractured back. So, yeah. you know, that kind of injury. That's not, that's not uh, ideal. No, it's not <laughs> ideal. So, you know, you can't just keep counting on Damian Lillard to put up these superhuman performances to pull out games. So I think Portland goes all out in this game against Brooklyn, but, you know, I mean, this is not a team that's infallible by any stretch. All right, so let's presume that I think you would agree that the Lakers would vastly rather play the Grizz, right? I mean, there's no doubt out there at all than uh, than they would the Trailblazers or even the Suns uh, if, they, if the Suns somehow by miraculously managed to get in, right? Uh, but let's uh, let's look at that series between the Trailblazers and the Lakers. You, to your credit, came on this program three, four weeks ago whenever this uh, whenever this scenario was kind of laid out, and you said, look, Portland, if they get their guys back healthy, and I know C.J. McCollum is not necessarily healthy, but you said, hey, they could be a little bit of a threat to the Lakers. That's not a typical one-versus-eight matchup. Having seen the Lakers play as much as you have in the bubble and having seen the Trailblazers – how would you assess that matchup in the event it occurred as a 1v8 in the Western Conference? Well, I'm less confident now that the Blazers could pull it off for a couple of reasons. I mean, I think you first say they absolutely are the team the Lakers don't want to face. I mean, Memphis would be a walkover, 
And while Phoenix has been great, I mean, I think their season is made just by getting into the playoffs in that situation. Portland has been deep before, and they're not just coming to get into the playoffs. They're coming to win something. So, so that is certainly the case with, you know, the Lakers not wanting to play them. The Lakers have been great, but I had this conversation with a head coach just the other day, and he was saying to me, and he's, he's gone up against the Lakers, and he said, you know, look, the, they're not playing well, but all it takes is one game or one meeting, and, and all of a sudden they're back on track again. Like, it's not like they have fundamental problems within that team. LeBron and AD are still there, and they're still playing at a high level. So I think the Lakers are going to be the Lakers when they get into that first round. And when I look at Portland, two big things concern me. One is what we talked about. I don't know how fast you get over a broken back. I really don't. Like, you're playing basketball with a literal broken back. No matter how, you know, small the injury might be, it's still a broken back. And I'm not sure how you, you get through that, get back to the level you were playing before if you're C.J. McCollum. And the other reason is, you know, this comes up with a lot of coaches that I talk to. It's all, when it comes to Portland L.A., it's always who guards LeBron. They've got the size to match up with AD. They can dominate the offensive uh, side of the ball in the backcourt. But you're asking Carmelo Anthony to defend LeBron for maybe 35 minutes a game, and, and it's a fascinating matchup. I mean, Carmelo, who hasn't won anything in his career, his last, perhaps his last chance to win, he's going to do it against LeBron. I love the storyline, but I don't know that I can count on Carmelo to, to provide that type of offense uh, or provide the type of defense for them in that situation. So I, I want to see the series. I'm just less confident than I was going in that the Blazers can win it. How uh, nervous are you about the Laker performance? So you might be less confident about the Blazers because of all the issues you just laid out. But the Laker fans are legion. They are loud. The Lakers have not looked very good. And we talked about this yesterday on Fox Bet. They are worst, basically, in all offensive statistical categories. Uh, And it's not just uh, LeBron-related or Anthony Davis. In fact, those guys are different caliber, but... The supporting cast now is really looking weak. I understand they haven't had a lot to play for since that first game against the Clippers, but in your mind, should the Lakers be the favorite in the Western Conference still, or do you think the Clippers or somebody else that you've seen has risen up to be as good or better than them? No, I think they should be the favorite, but my reasoning there is as much to do with the fact that teams under them haven't played all that well either. I mean, the Clippers haven't set the world on fire. They're just getting Montrez Harrell out of quarantine this week to get back into the final uh, seeding game, so they're still working pieces back into play. Uh, the Nuggets are in a similar situation to the Clippers. They've been piecing their team together on the fly, so I still have my question marks about them. The Rockets are wholly unpredictable, and everybody else you know, isn't really uh, a major threat. So in some ways, it's it's the Lakers by default to, to be the front runner in the Western Conference. I mean, the concerns, though, are, are legitimate. They're not shooting the ball well. And, and this is an ongoing concern that, that has been you know, with this team from since the start of the season. Now, they, you know, they, the loss of Avery Bradley clearly has been a big one. Bradley was a shot maker for them. He was a high-level perimeter defender. They can't replace him with Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith, so that leaves them vulnerable in that backcourt, meaning – it's going to take Herculean performances every night from LeBron and Anthony Davis for this team to win. I mean, I, I encouraged my friends the other night to, to use a gambling example. I encouraged them to bet the Nuggets. The Nuggets were giving five points against the Lakers. I thought that was nuts. You know, and then the Nuggets decided in the fourth quarter to just play like Bull Bull and Mason Plumley, and they still almost won. They still covered 
in, in that game. So, like, that the Lakers, who were trying to win that game throughout, couldn't dominate it with Bull Bull guarding Anthony Davis and Mason Plumlee guarding uh, LeBron James, that, that, that to me, is watching that raise, raise some concern. So I still like the Lakers as a favorite, but it's largely because the teams beneath them haven't done much to convince me otherwise. Yeah, you know, it, it is kind of interesting to think about. the Now, the West uh, has had its own struggles. What's going on with Giannis, right? I mean, I understand living in the bubble. You're doing it. It may not necessarily be the best thing psychologically. And by the way, I'm Clay Travis, and we're listening uh, to Chris Mannix at SI Chris Mannix on uh, Twitter. What exactly is, uh, is going on psychologically with Giannis? You've watched him play a lot more than I have. Uh, but the games that I have watched, he seems just agitated, unhappy. Maybe it's just me, but Giannis doesn't seem like he normally does on the court. Am I wrong, or do you see it? No, he, he seems a little out of sorts. Um, you know, headbutting Mo Wagner you know, in that game uh, on Tuesday was, I mean, that was very much out of character. You don't see Giannis respond in that way. I mean, it was a chippy game against Boston in the seeding games opener, and Giannis was completely under control in that one. To see him kind of go off in the way that he did was, was definitely out of character. I don't know that Giannis is uncomfortable in this environment. I mean, he's a basketball junkie. Uh, his brother is a part of the team. His other brother is here as well as part of the Lakers. Um, I- I'm sure that some of it psychologically could have to do with uh, the fact that he has had a young baby. And you know, I mean, if you're a father, you want to be around your kids in the early stages of their life. So maybe that uh, plays into it. But from a basketball perspective, it hasn't been this kind of all-out start for the Milwaukee Bucks. They've, they've shot the ball poorly as well as, as a lot of teams have. And they've been incorporating players on the fly as well. I mean, Pat Connaughton, you know, came down with COVID. He was late getting with the team. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, same situation. He's a key part of what that team does. And you know, when that happens, it puts even more pressure on Giannis, who is, you know, the presumptive MVP, who doesn't have the strongest supporting cast in terms of top tier talent around him. So I, I think all these things could certainly be be a variable. But one thing's for sure. I mean, the Bucks, even though they'll go into the, the playoffs as the conference favorite, like the Lakers, I think they're a little less, a little more vulnerable now than what they were uh, when the season stopped. Yeah, it, it is interesting. So, who would you say is the uh, the team that we debated this on Fox Bet Live, uh, formerly Lock It In, and uh, the teams obviously that most people are going to j- jump onto are if you're in the Eastern Conference, either the Celtics or the Raptors. The Raptors have been incredible. Let's be honest. I don't think anybody foresaw them rebounding as a defending champs without Kawhi like they have and then the Celtics seem to play their best against the best competition Jason Tatum rounding into shape who would you say is the best challenger for the Bucks? I would say it's Toronto because as much as I like Boston's offense uh, against bigger teams they're really vulnerable and they've been kind of doing a, a trial and error run with their front court during these seeding games we've seen Robert Williams uh, backup center get a lot of playing time, you know, with the first group. And his Cantor is a veteran, but you know, he's got his limitations. Uh, Daniel Tice is uh, one of the more improved players this year, but he's not really a pivot. And when you go up against the Lopez brothers and Giannis in Milwaukee, or Gasol and Ibaka and those bigs in Toronto, that's where Boston has struggled historically, um, both this year and in recent years. So I, I don't. I look at Boston being more vulnerable. The Raptors. I mean, they might be the best story of the season. I mean, you look historically 
at what happens to teams after they lose a superstar, the level of Kawhi Leonard, they crater. I mean, the Cavaliers yeah. crater twice. You know, Chris Paul left New Orleans, and they were it took them forever to recover. I mean, the Magic are quite literally just recovering from the Dwight Howard trade like eight years ago. So, you know, teams <laughs> fall apart when they lose a player of that caliber. The Raptors have picked up and, and gone along, and that's a credit to all these young guys that they've drafted and picked up on, on, on undrafted free agents over the years. The jump for Pascal Siakam, the jump for Fred Van Bleet. And I was talking to some Raptors executives this week, and they just talked about they talked about two things. One, the the mental acuity of that team on the floor. It's one of the smartest teams in the league right now, the way they play out there on the floor. And that the impact of Kawhi still lingers. I mean, Kawhi Leonard taught that team how to win. He taught them that when they deal with tough losses, you just shake it off. You, you get back in the locker room, you change your clothes, and you go on to the next. That's what enabled that team to come back from an 0-2 deficit against Milwaukee in the conference finals. I don't think that team would have in years past uh, come back from that type of deficit. And that influence still lingers with the Toronto Raptors, and I think will help them. So it, it, it's an incredible story, but I think that I actually do believe that in a conference finals with the Raptors and the, and the Bucks, it, it's a coin flip who comes out of it. There are new rules in place. You've been in that bubble for a while. As the it's explained to me exactly. I, I saw all of this circulating on Twitter yesterday um, that players can now have friends, family. They have to be close friends. I don't. I, is this like just a groupie rule that's being put in place? Uh, somebody, I saw it's, one of my one of my followers, more or less. Which, you'll, which you'll love. Like what happens when the players try to invite the same Instagram models in, and and uh, you know, she gets an invite from two different guys. So explain to me. How this protocol? So my understanding is that people can either quarantine in the home market for three days, and then they have to stay in quarantine for four days in the bubble, and then they're free to be able to visit, or they can come to Orlando and quarantine for seven full days, if I'm not mistaken. How is this going to work, and what's at play here? Well, the quarantine is as as long been for initial arrivals to be seven days. You, you can yeah. do it uh, in your home market for a few and then come down to Orlando and do it for four. So that's, that's been the protocol for new people, myself included. It's what I had to go through uh, when I went came down here. The, the league memo that went around this week was, I mean, look, it, it was targeted at single guys who are trying to bring in <laughs> women for short periods of time. But I, mean, I got to tell you, like, the NBA is playing checkers with stuff. These players are going to play chess. Like, you're going to see, like, Aunt Gail turn out to be, you know, a 26-year-old brunette that, you know, comes in, you know, for, for that. I mean, these guys, you're not going to be able to enforce this. This is – I mean, are they playing with fire here by actually puncturing the bubble with what's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of girlfriends, groupies, side chicks? I mean, look, uh, people no, I, who have – I, I, I actually think it's, it's almost foolish for the NBA – to, to, to do this because if you allow players to bring whoever they want, like as yeah. long as they go through the, the protocols, who cares? Like if, yeah, they're, right. if they're tested and they're in the bubble, big deal. If you say no to these guys, you know, you never know. Like that might in, in, you know, tell, convince a guy that needs to break the bubble and go zip off campus. Like it's not like we're in an armed camp here. There are ways off this campus. And, and again, these guys are playing chess or everybody else is playing checkers here. Like this is, we don't know what everything that they they could protect. Chris, I told you. So I think you, it's actually foolish. I, I told you one of the first times we started talking about the bubble. I said if I were a twenty-five-year-old single guy, I would uh, as soon as I got to the bubble, 
be scheming with the other single guys how we could sneak girls into the bubble. I mean, that, that I think I, I don't know what percentage of the conversation eventually ends up focusing on this, but I bet it's a pretty high percentage of the conversation. And I think that's just 25-year-old guys being 25-year-old guys, and that's not even considering that these 25-year-old guys are used to being basically rock stars, right, where they're just being chased mm-hmm. around. If you're a single guy, there's girls everywhere. So – uh, this is gonna. I, I'm just. I, I get it. Like as a married guy, if you want your wife or you want your kids, and you haven't been able to see them, that would be fantastic, right? Like I would be ecstatic about my three boys and my wife being able to come visit if I've been away for from them for you know a month or six weeks or whatever the math is. Uh, but the the groupie situation here is, I think, the the danger zone. I, I guess, but I think as long <laughs> as they go through the procedures, let them do whatever they want. Like, if they, how long do they get to stay? Are they in the bubble? Like, how, how? Who determines when they leave the bubble? Well, you remember, it's, it's only like this only comes into place after the first round. So you, you whittle it down to eight. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Eight teams. That okay, well, that's to... that's also important because you're only down to, at that point. It's only eight teams. So, yeah. uh, so, so it, that's it, it, it's, yeah. it's not the like if you do that, it, it eliminates it limits the number. And again, one thing I've heard from players with young families, I mean, some of these players have great rooms. I saw like some video that purported to be Damian Lillard's presidential suite, and that's great. If you want to bring your family in for that. But some players, some of the lesser tier players who have young kids, they're like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want my wife to come down with our two young kids and have them stuck in a room oh, like the one I'm I'm done in, it. You know, I've done for, it, Chris. That, I, we, we've, but, I, so when I used to go out to L.A. all the time, uh, my wife was eventually like, yeah, this is not necessarily that great because when you have young kids, if you have your home and you have your scenario set up, but you suddenly move them into a relatively normal-sized hotel room, like it's a more difficult parenting opportunity than it would be if you were just back at home. And I mean, I think a lot of wives would probably say, Hey, you know, we miss you, but I don't want to bring a two-year-old and a three-year-old and be in a hotel room with you for a month. No. And I I think, and I think a lot of, and this is more guesswork on my part from talking to people, but I think a lot of guys, when they get to September 1st, they might say, you know, look, it's only one more month. Like let's just deal with this and, and get through it because when these, you know, when families come down, like they can be part of the whole experience there, and I'm sure the league will find ways to get them into quarantine parks of uh, parts of some of the parks here. But it's not like they can go to the Magic Kingdom and just roll through there, you know, uninhibited. Like there, there are going to be tight protocols in place for them because it's just as dangerous for them to contract COVID and give it to uh, you know to their father or whomever as it is for for the father to go out and get it himself. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt at all. Chris, uh, I appreciate it. Anything else we need to know? NBA front. Oh, I sorry. You're talking to uh, to Adam Silver for a story about the the con uh, the controversy surrounding all the political statements, right? Yeah, I mean, he, Adam Silver, and, and we've talked about this before. Like he, he, this has all been built into the equation here. Like when when the NBA embraced the Black Lives Matter movement the way that they did, uh, you know they. They, they, they knew this was coming. They knew criticisms from people like Donald Trump and other politicians out there was coming. They knew that potentially ratings could take a hit as a result of it. But this is a league with you know which is seventy five to eighty percent black, and that's a factor in all this. And and as Silver told me, like not only is that a factor, but we as a league believe in this cause. So I mean, people can criticize you know what they're doing and and how they're doing it, but. They believe in, in what they're doing, and they're willing to live with the consequences, be them rating hits or you know, uh, very visible public criticism. 
Good stuff. Uh, I appreciate the time with you, and uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. You guys By the way, do media members get to bring in guests? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I don't think I don't think coaches. Not, not, I know coaches can't bring in guests either. So it's best, it's just players that can bring in uh, friends and family. Yeah. Uh, all right, my man. I appreciate it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. One of the things that we've talked about a lot on this show is the challenges that exist out there for audience building in a political universe of sports right now. 
the most political of all of the sports leagues right now is the NBA. And when you actually look at what's going on in the NBA ratings, whether they want to admit it or not, they have to be incredibly, incredibly nervous. Now, you can look at what's going on in the first two days of the week. These are the days that we actually have data for from a ratings perspective uh, because the ratings don't come out for the next day until afternoons. But we've got Monday and Tuesday. And if you look at Monday and Tuesday right now, What's really pretty fascinating is how few people are watching the NBA right now. There was this expectation that there was a huge built-up interest in being able to watch the NBA games because they hadn't played since March. Well, let me give you a couple of data points here. Uh, uh, Tuesday night, Tuesday night, which is the most recent night that we have ratings for, the Pelicans played the Kings, and then we had the Trailblazers playing the Mavericks, okay? Those were games were on TNT on Tuesday night. Neither one of them got a million viewers. The entire nation, neither one of them could produce a million viewers. The highest rated of those two was uh, the Trailblazers Mavericks, which had 928,000 viewers. It's a great game. Damian Lillard goes off, massive points scored, a lot of theoretical interest in that game because it went down to the very end. And again, Damian Lillard putting forward an incredible performance. Pelicans-Kings was the early game, 893,000 viewers for that game. Okay, so back-to-back NBA doubleheader on TNT Tuesday night. There's not a lot going on right now. How does that compare to other Tuesday night television shows on cable? Tucker Carlson got 4.1 million viewers. Sean Hannity got 4.6 million viewers. Laura Ingram got 3.6 million viewers. Okay? So Sean Hannity got 4.6 million viewers. Head-to-head, same time as the Trailblazers-Mavericks game. Okay? Uh, Head-to-head with that game in primetime, Fox News put up quadruple, over quadruple the viewership. Tucker Carlson sitting at a desk and Sean Hannity sitting at a desk. They both put up over four times the viewership for what was able to be watched on uh, the, uh, the TNT game in the NBA. That should be incredibly uh, nerve-wracking for the NBA. You want a couple of more that'll make you say, wow, Uh, The million-dollar listing on the Bravo channel, head-to-head, had more viewership than the NBA did. The Oprah Winfrey Network, something called Greenleaf, had way more viewers. I'm not even talking about news right now. I'm talking about just random television shows. Extinct or Alive on Discovery Channel, more viewers than the NBA. Something called Serial Killer Extinct. More viewers than the NBA last night, head-to-head. Those are ominous facts when you actually look at the data points right now. The NBA is falling pretty substantially. And here's another couple that would make you a little bit nervous, I think. The NHL, not that far behind. When you look at what was going on with Columbus and Tampa Bay, very close to ending up in the same position 
as the NBA games on primetime in the TNT marketplace. That is not a good sign for the NBA. And what I've been arguing is that over time, you are losing a lot of people by being hyper-political. And I think that's what we're seeing take place right now with the NBA beyond a shadow of a doubt. Viewers are tuning out and choosing to watch something other than the NBA. Also happened on Monday night, by the way. For everybody out there who's like, well, what about the Lakers? Tucker Carlson had triple the viewership of the Lakers game. Even LeBron, the best draw that the NBA has is getting dunked on by Tucker Carlson and by Sean Hannity. Not a good sign at all for the NBA going forward. I'm curious whether this starts to reverse itself once the playoffs start. I don't have a lot of optimism for that. We'll see. I think the NBA has gone woke and they're starting to go broke. When we come back, hour three, we'll talk about college football. What in the world are the Big Ten and the Pac-12 thinking? The more I contemplate their decision-making, the dumber I think it is. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Ball State wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.